This is Gray Man Media Content. Starting in 1903, we're talking about American gangsters, Prohibition. But we're going to be talking about one of the most famous American gangsters. And no, I'm not talking about Al Capone. Today on We'll Take a Bite, we're taking a bite out of John Dillinger and the Dillinger Gang. One type is about three feet tall, very dark. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. Welcome back to another episode of Will Takes a Bite. I am John Wolf with my co-host, as always, the lovely Devin Gray. Thank you. Thank you. Today, like I said in the intro and repeating now again, we're talking about American gangsters, specifically John Dillinger. That guy. Yeah. Do you know anything about John Dillinger? You ever heard of him? I I heard about John Dillinger for the first time when we were planning the season and you guys said this guy. Really? Okay. So basically he was alive from 1903 to 1934. And he was an American, or sorry, during 1903 to 1934, he was an American gangster during the Great Depression. He led Dillinger gang, which was accused of robbing 24 banks and four police stations. Dillinger was imprisoned several times and escaped twice. Wow. Not to mention the fact that he was charged but not convicted with the murder of an East Chicago and an Indiana police officer who shot Dillinger in his bulletproof vest during a shootout. And it was the only time Dillinger was actually charged with a homicide, wow. even after everything that him and his gang have done. A lot of effects. Thank you. Cause of death, gunshot wounds. <laughs> uh, that's how he Dillinger died. Oh, he died of gunshot wounds. Oh, I thought you were doing a bit. No. I mean, you were, but, but yeah, yeah, I got it. Oh, so he got shot. Yeah, that's how he died. That's how he died. Oh shit. So there's actually a long, convoluted history that I'm definitely not going to go deeply into, but. I will say this, his criminal charges was bank robbery, murder, assault, assault of an officer, grand theft auto, and he was imprisoned from 1924 to 1933. He was married uh, and then divorced and then in a common law relationship. Wow. Uh, Dillinger was courted publicly and the media was exagger- with ran exaggerated accounts about his bravado and colorful personality to cast him as like a Robin Hood for Chicago. Robin. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, long story short with that too, the FBI was after him for years. Uh, he had developed more, they actually had to, de- had to develop more sophisticated investigation techniques and uh, things against organized crime because of the level of crime that they were doing. Mm. So they had to like get better. They had to get good scrubs. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's, that's pretty cool. Like you, they had a, I guess uh, the Dillinger gang was like a, at a new level that the police had never seen, and so therefore they had to up their tactics. That's essentially what I said. Yeah, yeah. just recapping. You know. Oh, okay. Doing my part. Okay. Of the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so his, uh, he was born in Indiana, on at twenty fifty three Cooper Street, Indianapolis, Indiana. 
wow. not far from us. Uh, he was the youngest of two children, and his parents had married in 1887. Uh, Dillinger's father was a grocery uh, grocer by trade, but reportedly a very harsh man. I mean, many were during that time. I was going to say it's the Great Depression. Well, the 20s was a great depression, but yeah, in the 1800s, I'm sure it was a lot more depressed. The 1800s? Yes, 1887. That's when his dad was born. Uh, yeah, so his dad was probably a real hard ass. Yeah, that's that, that, that time period must have sucked ass. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's not all cracked up to be like you see those Londoners. And those old Downton Abbey shit. You know? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Uh, 1800s London. I don't know. Everybody's in petticoats and fancy and rich and shit like that. No, that's not how it went down at all. There was probably quite a bit of like petty squabble and yeah. homelessness. And, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Probably uh, sucked ass, yeah, honestly. That's what I'm saying. 1800s <laughs> could not have been a fun time at all. Uh, but they had three children nonetheless. Sure. <clears throat> so... When Dillinger was actually arrested for the first time, he was incarcerated at Indiana Reformatory and uh, State Prison from 1924 to 1933. This is actually when he uh, became embroiled in the criminal lifestyle from like, like really deep in figuring out how to do organized crime because he got locked up on other petty shit too. Mm. Um, pretty much was just a gangster from the get go. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Sounds like a just straight up bad. You grow a thug, you get a thug. Whoa. Basically. Whoa. But he worked his way up. And upon being admitted to prison, he was quoted as saying, I will be the meanest bastard you ever saw. And when I get that... <laughs> and when I get out of here... It's fit... Yeah, retake? You're doing good. No, I'm not. Shut the fuck up. You're doing up. really good. Stop. <laughs> Upon being admitted to prison, he was quoted saying, I'll be the meanest bastard you ever saw when I get out of here. His physical examination at the prison showed that he had gonorrhea, and he tr and the treatment for the condition was extremely painful during this time period. Uh, he became embittered against society because of his long prison sentence, and he befriended other criminals, including seasoned bank ro robbers Harry Pete Pierpoint, Charles McClay, Russell Clark, and Homer Van Meer. Wow. Wow. You just hit me with a lot of information. <laughs> man, this is usually, why we don't cover true crime, because you don't seem into it, man. Man, usually you're, like, really good at, like, riffing off of my riffs, and, like, today you're just, like, dumb. What's your you're riff? Like, What's your riff? You're, like, you're, like, you're, like, just staring at me blankly like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on you all right today yeah you doing okay yeah all right what was the riff there though i didn't hear no riff man there's nothing like there's you what are you giving me what have you given me so far unfortunately okay this guy's got gonorrhea but he's a badass gangster that's all i got so far man <laughs> i didn't say it was good this is true crime. I didn't say it was good. Gonorrhea is probably bad. Probably. As a general rule of thumb, I gotta, I gotta. From the it. animated videos I saw as a kid, when they're all like they do the monsters, oh, you said and they what dress now? up. Yeah, you never seen those in no, school. What the fuck are you talking they about? They showed right them now? in health class. You know, there's the monsters, and then they they actually make those diseases into monsters that chase kids around. And like it's really weird. Oh, so uh, so they. <laughs> So they try to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Great. 
great. We're not indoctrinated in any way, shape, or form. No. Not at all. Not me. Everything's going smooth. Uh, so. I feel very passionate about the fact that that light is, like, barely hitting your face. Like, I'm, I'm so passionate about that right now. Like, I can see what, I imagine what that camera sees right now. That camera's hitting the back of your fucking skull. That's probably better. Very passionate about these things. So let's just talk about his thefts then. What did he steal? Well, he would. Well, this just, is a stand-up citizen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in 1933, he robbed his first bank, stealing over ten thousand dollars. Wow! wow. <laughs> Was that his first crime? Yeah. What? That was his first major crime. He robbed oh his first God. bank and stole over ten thousand uh, dollars from the new Charles Lee National Bank, and on the 14th. Like, from June 21st to August 14th, Dillinger robbed a bank in Buffalo, Ohio. He was tracked down by from poli- by police from Dayton. And then he was captured later in Allen County in Lima. Uh, he was supposed to be indicted for the Buffaloton uh, robbery. After searching for him, they put him into prison. The police discovered a document which appeared to be in a prison escape plan. And then they demanded him to tell them what the document meant, but he refused. <clears throat> Later, he actually did escape prison with uh, six accomplices uh, who eventually became the members of the Dillinger gang. Yeah. Lieutenants, if you will. If so, yes. That would be uh, the Mr. Pierpoint, uh, Charles McClay, Ed Shearhouse, and uh, Harry Copeland. I really thought you were going to say Ed Sheeran. And I was like, Ed I, don't Sheeran? Think, I don't think so. Yeah. No. I didn't say Siri, I said Ed Sheeran. You did not say Ed Sheeran. No. That's what I'm saying! <laughs> I know, but it thought I did. It just popped up into the thing. You want to play Ed oh, Sheeran? Oh, I thought you said Siri. Uh, Siren. See, now I don't do it. I don't it know. Work. It didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. <clears throat> so, anywho. This guy's great. <laughs> yeah, just like I said before, stand-up citizen. Honestly, mm-hmm. like just a really all-around good guy. He is. Yeah, I totally believe so. Yeah, usually like you ramp up. Like I remember my first crime. My first crime was um, was petty theft. I think I stole a toy from a gas station. My father drove me back up to the gas station and made me apologize. Mm. This guy robbed a bank. Same story for me. It was a Tamagotchi. I also had to return it. Yeah. Tamagotchi, huh? Yeah. How old are you? Old. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys don't know, it's like a little digital pet. So, I mean, yes. Yeah. Let's just keep in mind here. This is a goal in the course of like 12 years that this man has started from petty crimes up to major crimes and running his own syndicate. Yeah, and he had gonorrhea. So the whole time that pro- the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't go away. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I would imagine that probably put a damper on things towards the end there. Yeah, maybe when you look at this guy, it, I mean, I, he's probably a pretty big slayer back in the day. Slayer. Yeah. Like the metal band or do, are you talking about slay a, a pussy slayer? Oh, he lays pipe. Uh, well, he's not Mario. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? 
Uh, are you calling this man physically attractive? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying he's Can I got... see a picture? Yes, yes, yes. Can yes, I yes. see what you would consider attractive? Oh, so you're... You're into... <laughs> That's your type, huh? John, put it up on screen. So if, if you <laughs> saw this man right here... Yeah. You'd kiss him. If I was a woman in the 1930s... That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> If I was in the woman in the 1930s, absolutely. <laughs> Don't tell me you wouldn't. That's what I was going to say. I know you're watching. You just saw his picture. You fucking would, too, you liar. Doing it right now. <laughs> Gonorrhea and everything. Oh, wow. That changes. Yeah, you forgot about that, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> it was the 1930s, man. <laughs> I mean, everybody had gonorrhea back they, then. They were depressed. <laughs> about the gonorrhea they had. And the Great Depression. Yeah, also that. So if you're, wait, hold on. If you're depressed during uh, the Great Depression, oh, you're, is that double depression? Yeah, you're uber depressed now. <laughs> no, that's just the Germans. Uh, uber depressed. Yeah, yeah, which is why they started World War II. Mm. Yeah, yeah. At least they weren't repressed. Yeah, that would be something else entirely. I'd rather be depressed than repressed. <laughs> I'm what is this episode? I don't know what the fuck this is. God. We're talking about vehicle? a badass guy and a bank robber, man. I mean, I don't know. Shit. There's a lot of words. Tell me more about John Dillinger. I like it. We can do this. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, is, this is a whole other thing. We got new mics. If They're not new notice. mics, so we just got new stands. It makes sense. And although I'm hiding behind it like I normally do. Stand up, you know. Well, we got to make sure we're projecting our voice into the microphone, right? Quite obviously. <laughs> so, let's go back to 1934. Take it back, take it way back, take it way, way, way back. Uh, he was in Arizona and extradited to Indiana and escorted by Matt Leach. Leach? Yes, it. the chief of Indiana State Police. Anyway, Dillinger was taken to Lake County Jail in Crown Point and imprisoned and to face charges for the murder of a policeman who was killed during the Dillinger gang robbery in East Chicago. Mm. Now, the local police boosted the, uh, boasted the area to newspapers and the jail that it was escape-proof. Boasted. Boasted. Got it. Boasted. Boasted. <laughs> they boasted it. Yeah, I know. However, on Saturday, <laughs> shut up. However, on Saturday, March third, nineteen thirty-four, Dillinger was able to escape this supposedly escape-proof jail. Yeah, he did that twice, didn't he? Yes. <clears throat> During the morning exercises with fifteen other inmates, Dillinger produced a pistol, catching deputies and guards by surprise. Hello. Yes. Yeah, that would surprise me too. And he was able to leave the premises without firing a shot. Almost immediately afterwards, this conjecture. Began whether the gun Dillinger displayed was real or not. Oh, it was, it was bar soap Fake gun. gun. It was bar it was soap a, gun. It was a bar soap gun. Yeah. No. Uh, according to Deputy Ernest Blurk, uh, Dillinger had escaped using a real pistol. FBI files, on the other hand, indicate that Dillinger used a carved fake pistol. Out of soap. Wood. Bar soap. He pistol. used wood and toasted it with his. Oh candle yeah, I bet to he was black. toasting his wood. Yeah, I bet it. I believe you. Weird. <laughs> anyway, Sam Cohoon, a trustee who took Dillinger hostage in the jail, uh -huh. also believed Dillinger had carved the gun using a razor and some shelving in his cell. 
In another version, according to the unpublished interview with Dillinger's attorney, investigator Art O'Leary claimed to have snuck the gun in himself. Mm. Now, if this is the what, case. What is the motive? To escape from jail. No, nah, I mean, why did he help them? They were all cahoots. They, they were all cahoots. criminals. They're all criminals. Yeah, they were on the same side, man. <laughs> it's bad guys versus good guys. That's a tale as old as time. Well, it, Dillinger wasn't alone during this mass escape. Oh, it was a mass escape. Yes, yeah, so almost about 15 people. So, like, all the, the, the FBI was like, yeah, check out our sweet new prison. You can't bust out of it. And then John Dillinger was like, me and my 14 homies. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically. That's what I'm saying. And then, and not to mention, let's just go ahead and make note that names back then were so fucking awesome. Yeah. I love their like names. way better than John Sean Dillinger. Wolf. I know. <laughs> One of the guys he escaped with was actually named Herbert Youngblood. That's fake. No. That is not his real name. I swear to God, Youngblood. He escaped Youngblood. Youngblood. Yo, what's up, Youngblood? <laughs> on the fourth and the twenty thirties, twenty thirties are probably more like. And come on, young bloods. That's come exactly, on, that's exactly <laughs> what they sounded like. <laughs> you fucking moron. Wow, We started going back to Mario. Young blood. Man. <laughs> 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 Let's also take note that he did this all with a pistol made out of soap. That's, I mean, Wood. very impressive. Wood. It's crazy what you can do with a bar of dial. Well, somehow, even with that bar of dial, um, <laughs> the deputy sheriff, Charles Cavoon, was That's... mortally wounded in the battle. No. And later died. With the soap bullet? <laughs> <laughs> Slid right in there. Before he died, Youngblood told officers yeah, Dillinger uh -huh. was in the neighborhood of Port Huron. Not buying it. <laughs> and immediately, officers began a search for the escaped man, but no trace of him was found. An Indiana newspaper reported that Youngblood later <laughs> retracted his story and said that he didn't know his where Dillinger was. Young blood. You know, I, I got to say this. I believed in your argument for the Yeti more than that this man's real name is Youngblood. His name was Youngblood. <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> Herbert Youngblood. Yeah, yeah, they paired up Herbert with hey, Youngblood. Hey, Shani. That's yeah, what I'm trying to what's say. Up? My name's Youngblood. <laughs> you want a Pepsicle? I'm Dillinger. That's a nice soap gun you got there. It was a soap gun. That's facts. Yeah, a soap gun. I said, don't drop the gun now. My name's Youngblood. <laughs> We're degrading so fast. It's, it's getting real bad. I don't know what's happening. You did Herbert for like 45 seconds. Damn That's it. What... Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Cut that. Tell me more about... No, don't... How dare you? <laughs> no, the... Oh, yeah, that's fine. In that. If you want. Yeah. Or leave it in. John Dillinger? According to French Lett's trial testimony, Dillinger stayed with her for almost two weeks. Who? A side piece of Dillinger's. Mm -hmm. Not the one that gave him gonorrhea. And not his soap sidearm. Right. The side piece, it's if you will. side hoe. 
It's not hoe. Yeah. For tilling? French elites. Frititas. Frenchitas. Frittata. Got it. (laughs) According to Frittata, trial testimony, Dillinger stayed with her for almost two weeks. However, he had actually traveled to the Twin Cities and taken hot lodges in Santa Monica, apartments in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and where they stayed for almost 15 days. Dillinger then met John Red Hamilton. Again, another awesome name. Yeah, there's all these like really sick Johns. I know. And then there's you. <laughs> and the two <laughs> Go on, sorry. newly mustered new gang members consisting of Babyface Nelson's gang. Nope. Including Nelson, Homer Van Meter, Tommy Carroll, and Eddie Green. Three days after Dillinger's escape from Crown Point, the second gang robbed a bank in Six Falls, or Sioux Falls, I'm sorry, Sioux yeah. Falls, South Dakota. A week later, they robbed the First National Bank in Mason City, Iowa. So they're just hitting up all the banks on the way home. Yes. Uh, I think it was a total, like, I'd have to look up the number. It's in these notes, but I just don't <clears throat> want to go hunting for it to lose my spot. Bro, go for it. Do whatever you got to do, man. I want to know. How many motherfucking banks this dude rob? I bet it's in the fives, at least. What do we got? Let's see. Twelve separate bank robberies. Holy moly, that's more than double what I said. Twelve banks in only four years. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, the estimated total of, like, money taken was, like, like a million and a half dollars or two million dollars. Which in today's money is like. It's stupid. Stupid. I mean, dude, inflation? Bro. This shit's real. Yeah. Shit's happening live. So we're going to get to his first shootout. Was it with the police? It was. Or a rival The gang? Lincoln Court Apartment shootout, as it is known. Whoa. Now, on Tuesday, March 20th, 1934, um, about. The end. This is literally the end. It was only four years that he did this. So the end of all this started with this shootout. Dillinger and Frechette moved into... Furtado. <laughs> Furtado. Moved into the Lincoln Court Apartments in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, using aliases Mr. and Mrs. Carl T. Hellman. Like the mayonnaise. Yeah. But H-E double hockey sticks. Hockey sticks. You nailed it. Well, no, I didn't. You do, you do a great, man. Daisy Coffee, the landlord, testified that Frittatas. Daisy Coffin? Davey, Daisy Coffee. C O F F E Y. It's Kefafi? very common. It's a <laughs> It is Kafafi, but it's a very common name. Mr. and Mrs. Kafafi. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, I love some Kafafi. You ever heard? Off topic. Did you know that there's. That's a different show. There's people that put. What? Chili powder in the kofafi. Stop. Actually, it, it, it culinarily speaking, it kind of makes sense. You should try it. I, the trick would be not doing too much to where it's spicy, because that's not the point. The point is probably to enhance the, the natural coffee flavor. But do you put but, it in there, or do you brew it in there? Ooh. I don't know. I'd brew it. Seems like you'd have to be very careful about your ratios. Yeah, but I'd brew it. Yeah. Because the heat will release the capsaicin. Oh, so you want this to be spicy? Just a teeny bit, yeah. 
pepper. You hate spicy stuff. Uh, but like a pepper, I'll do it. You want to do it for thought, Pot Eddies? Let's do it. Um, Daisy Kafafi, the landlord, <laughs> that was a tangent, testified that Frittata's trial, she spent most evenings during Dillinger's stay observing what was happening. In other words, watching the Dillingers. This lady's freaky. On March 30th, Kavafi went to the FBI's St. Paul field office and reported such, including information about the couple's new Hudson sedan parked in the garage behind the apartment. Oh, sick. A Hudson. Now, that's a, that's a good car. You ever see the movie Cars? I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about right now. You ever seen the movie Cars? Who? The movie Cars. The animated movie. Yeah, there's no songs in it, so I feel like you could have seen it. They made a movie. Devin, you know what I'm talking about, please. For time's sake. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The one with, uh, yeah. The race car? Uh-huh, yeah. I remember. Well, the police car on there was Doc Hudson. He was a Hudson. Yeah, I remember. Yes. That was that old car. Commonly yeah. a police car. Very powerful, the, the fast red one. car. Yeah. No, the... I fucking can't. <laughs> this is like walking on glass in the middle of a fucking blizzard. What kind of analogy is that? <laughs> what? Barefoot. Yeah, but the snow would cover the glass. Like, you'd would probably it? be would okay. Because you wouldn't a, see the glass. It's a blizzard. You wouldn't see the glass. You'd just be walking on the glass, which is cold. Wow. And snow and barefoot. And blizzard means yeah, colder. Yeah, Lightning McQueen. Kurt Chow. I got it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Remember, we we, we had a fucker. we had a long ass tangent about how they made a planes fucking like offshoot on Pod Daddies. You don't remember this? Yes, we had a whole. I long do. Tangent. That's why I was like, "Why are you acting dumb right now?" We just talked about this last week. I'm glad you're entertained. Are you? <laughs> are you subscribe and like? <laughs> Jesus fuck, man. We're doing. This is good. I'm gonna enjoy watching this. You know, I didn't edit. I didn't do anything. I just literally copy pasted, posted. I don't know why you would do anything else. Episode two was so good. I didn't have to. I don't know why I have to cut. You're you're doing great. This is awesome content. I love it. I'm gonna love watching this one. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) Kafafi. <laughs> Kafafi. The next morning, approximately. Next morning at approximately ten fifteen a.m., Kafafi saw the car parked behind the apartments. Now, the shootout began while Coulter and Cummings knocked on the door of the apartment three o three. Frachata answered, <laughs> opening the door two to three inches. She said she was not dressed and to come back later. Mm. Coltier. These are the detectives, by the way. Told her that they would wait. After waiting two or three minutes, Coltier went to the basement <laughs> apartment of the caretakers, Lewis and Margaret Thatcher, Medlinger, Medieval, Medlinger, and asked to use the phone to call the Bureau of Investigations. They got a call back to the home office. These FBI's guys, yeah. Those FBI guys don't got cell phones or radios or nothing. 1930s. Radio. 1930s. Radio. 
Maybe the home office is very far. You know, Langley, Virginia versus Indiana. They've got to have a fucking, like, state. A state. We have one here. It's a stone's throw away from here. You can't. No. Listen. Phone home bureau. <laughs> phone home. <laughs> phone home bureau. Quickly, he returned to Cummings, and then the two men waited for Frenchata to open the door. Frenchata. Van Meter then appeared in the hall and asked Coltier if his name was Johnson. Coltier said it was not. Van Meter passed on to the landing of the third floor. Coltier asked him for a name. Van Meter replied, I am a soap salesman. Soap salesman, I got it. I heard it. I'm here, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Then the FBI agent asked, hey, where are the samples? Van Meter said... They were in his car. Coltier asked if he had any credentials. Van Meter said, hell no. The co <laughs> <laughs> and continued down the hey, stairs. Hey, you, where's your credentials? Hell no. no. <laughs> Coltier waited 10 to 20 seconds, then followed Van Meter. As Coltier got to the lobby of the ground floor, Van Meter opened to the fire on him. Bam, 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 bam. Coltier hastily played And number outside. six comes into the second place. And number three is second first. And uh, they're coming around the last bit. And uh, oh, my God. Number four. This is a massive upset. I wins the Kentucky Derby. John Wolf, ladies and gentlemen. Woo. I got, I got applause in here somewhere. Hold on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Where the fuck is it? I have terrible news. <laughs> I have no applause, bud. Um. Yeah. Dude, how'd you... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down to Earth. <laughs> We're here with John Wolf, the winner of the Kentucky Derby on 9-11-2022. Don't ask me why we held the Derby at this time. How does it feel to win the Kentucky Derby? It's not over yet. <laughs> this is a TikTok. <laughs> Prachata. <laughs> I love that you really stick into the name scheme here. Kafafi and Furtada. When Furtada opened the door two to three inches, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not done with this crazy, hastily ripping no scene. Uh, well, you were reading it like one of those. Guys I know. I was going the, for that. For the 30s. Come on, saying I'm going to go know me name. <laughs> Man, Coltier went down 10, 20 seconds, then followed Van Meter. Van Meter got close to the end of the floor. Van Meter opened the door, fired, and opened fire on him. Three shots rang out. Coltier fussy fled outside. Chasing Van Meter, Van Meter ran back into the front entrance, recognizing that Van Meter now pointed to the floor and to Coltier and told him to disable it. Coltier shot out the rear left tire. While the Coltier stared at him, Van Meter's forward. Niles went into the corner in drugstore and called the police. And then the Bureau of St. Paul office. And then they said, oh, we're busy. Van Meter, <laughs> wait, <laughs> yep. Van Meter, meanwhile, escaped and hopping on a passing coal truck. Frechata is in her, in her heart. Let's slow down that bit a little bit. Frechata. Frittata. Frittata. In her harboring trial testimony. Morty! <laughs> trial testimony. Said that she told Dillinger that the police had shown up after speaking to Cummings. Upon hearing Van Meter firing at Coltier, Dillinger opened fire through the door. 
with Thompson machine guns. Sending Cummings scrambling for cover, Dillinger then stepped back out and fired another burst at Cummings. Cummings shot back with a revolver, but quickly ran out of ammunition, of course. He hit Dillinger in the left calf with one of his five shots, then hastily retreated down the stairs to the front entrance. It's almost the exact story that Fred you told on her trial. So these she, MP, the FBI guys show up with like fucking six shooters, and then here comes fucking John Dillinger out with fucking Tommy machine guns looking like this. If you want me to do that effect thing, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> The sunglasses, you can't just bring no. It's keyframe it, dog. It's no. easy. <laughs> no, no, I can't. Anyway, Tommy Machine Guns blew the fucking shit out of the fucking the Coulter. Guy. He let off like two mags worth and didn't hit him. Was it mags or was it drums? Because that's a big difference in the amount of bullets. Since they were Tommies, they were probably mags. They typically had 32 round <clears throat> mags. That's quite a bit. Decently so. ACP, right? That's what the Tommies used. 45. At least back then. Yeah, that's a lot of bullets. Quite a bit of damage. Compared to a five. Yeah. Coltier, uh, Colbert, Colbert didn't stand a chance. No, Stephen Colbert never stood a chance. Yeah, what a fucking bitch. After the shootout, Dillinger and Frenchy <laughs> drove to Eddie Green's apartment in Minneapolis, and they called his associate, Dr. Clayton. Clayton! Clayton! At the Masonic Temple in downtown Stop. Minneapolis. I do not believe anything that's about to come out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> what, what, just because you put it on a fucking iPad, it's real? Yeah. <laughs> oh, here it says that uh, John Dillinger was actually the Satan himself. Fucking the Antichrist, my boy. Just because no. you type this shit out. Does no, it we, don't, we already know that's not the thing about the Freemasons. You bring up that clock. Oh, Devin. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's time. Yeah, I was trying to get there. <clears throat> we got we got a lot. The betrayal. The betrayal. <sighs> Basically, his bitch turned on him. Fuck. Which Wait. one? Not Furtado. Furtado. No! Yeah. <clears throat> then, then they went to uh, the Biograph Theater. There was three theaters the police got a tip on. Basically, all three theaters were staked out by FBI, local law enforcement. Everybody was armed to the teeth. They were undercover. They dressed like normal civilians. They had Tommy guns and shotguns in their jacket vest. All this shit. At all three locations. At all three locations. Wow. Because she was going to have a date with John Dillinger. Now, they were going to go back out, make up, have dinner, blah, 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 blah. Now, it wasn't until... Uh, he like the, the One of them got a radio call saying he was going to a different theater called the Biograph Theater. Eventually, the men, the team of federal agent officers from the police forces outside of Chicago were formed. With a very small number of Chicago PD at the time, among them was Sergeant Martin Zarkovich, the other officer who, uh, other officers whose companions had acted as an informant at the time. The federal officials felt that Chicago police had been compromised and there was a rat inside the department. Yeah, you got to have a rat. Always. You got to. Otherwise, not, it's not a good story. Not wanting another embarrassing escape of Dillinger, the police were split into two groups, and on Sunday, one team was sent to the Marlboro Theater on the city's west side. Like the cigarette? Mm-hmm. And then Marlboro. M-A-R-B-R-O. Marlboro. 
while another team surrounded the Biograph Theater on Lincoln Avenue. Now, damn it. At approximately 8.30 p.m., uh, Sergeant Hamilton and Dillinger were observed entering the theater, which was showing a crime drama at the time. During the stakeout, the Biograph's manager uh, thought the agents were criminals setting up for a robbery. He called the Chicago PD, who <clears throat> dutifully responded and had been waved off by federal agents, uh, who told them that they were on a stakeout for a very important target. When the film ended, uh, Pervious stood in front stood by the front door and signaled Dillinger to the exit by lighting a cigar. Both he and the other agents reported that Dillinger turned his head and looked directly at the agents as he walked by, glances across the street, and then moved ahead of his female companions, basically creating a human shield. Like, he knew this was going to happen. You know, they, so the off, they absolutely had a, a spy in the department. They knew what was up. He reached into his uh, pocket but failed to extract his gun and ran into a nearby alley. Other accounts says that uh, Dillinger actually ignored a command to surrender, whipped out his gun, and then headed for the alley. But agents had already closed that area off. Three men pursued him into the alley, and then uh, Clarence Hurt was shot twice, one of his accomplices, and Charles Winstead was shot three times. Herman Hollis was shot once and Dillinger was hit from behind and fell face first into the ground. Dillinger was struck four times with, with two bullets grazing him and one causing a superficial <clears throat> wound on the right side. The fatal bullet entered through the back of his neck, severing the spinal cord and passed into his brain and exited just under the right eye. Uh, fucking wrecked you piece of shit. Severing two arteries and veins. An ambulance was summoned, although... It was definitely not for Dillinger because he died of gunshot wounds. No way. He died without saying a word, and Winstead <laughs> was later thought to have fired the fatal shot. Damn. Shit's great. So here's the thing, Devin. He's really buried close by. We could go actually. Here? He's in a <clears throat> cemetery in Crown Hill in Indianapolis. Okay, so you said this earlier. Indianapolis is still, like, it's quite a few hours away. Four. That's, well, maybe two. No, it's like two three to half, four. Two and a half. It's like three to four. It's a trek. Also, but, why, it's not like we're going to, like, is this, is he, is he haunting? Is he haunting out there? Is he, like. He could be, he could is be. Is he being a ghost boy? Dillinger's body was available for public display at the Cook County Morgan, and estimated 15,000 people went over to be, view the corpse. Why? In over a half a day. Why? Why? 15,000 people wanted to see his body. As many as four, as four death masks were also made. What? Death masks? Death masks. Why? What is that? You're Googling it? So death masks are these things that they make of like famous people who died where uh, they take a plaster no. and put it over his face. Why? What was the point? To preserve the lasting image of the individual. This is what I'm talking about. The media does this all the fucking time. We sensationalize these fucking pieces of garbage and then we wonder why everybody else wants to do terrible things. Like I mean, when if I die, I hope somebody makes a mask out of my If face. you're a fucking loser your entire <clears throat> fucking life, and then you feel like, oh, well, I'll never amount, amount to anything. Why don't I do something horrible so that I'll be remembered? And then the media is like, 
We got you, bro. Fucked up. It's for mourning. Mourning who? The deceased. So, like, say your grandma died. That would be different. You make a mask of her face. Who the fuck? So then you can hang her on the wall with the rest of your deer. (laughs) Bruh. I don't... I got nothing on that one. (laughs) That's the first time I've had nothing this entire time. I don't know. You know, it's kind of like when your cat dies and then you take it to a taxidermist to get the skull. See, this is what you weren't doing the entire episode was getting me wound up. That's your problem. You thought that this wasn't a good episode because you haven't been sitting here saying outlandish ass shit like hanging your grandmother's face (laughs) on a wall. I thought I've been saying outlandish shit this whole time. No, you've just been reading from a script, my boy. Anyway, so Dillinger is buried at Crown Hill Cemetery. Crown Hill Cemetery. Cemetery. Anyway, Dillinger's gravestone has been replaced several times because of vandalism by people chipping off pieces as souvenirs. <laughs> what is wrong with you fucking people? Uh, Hilton Crouch in 1903 to 1976, an associate of Dillinger's on some early heist, was buried only a few yards to the west of him. Unfortunately, his grave does not get as many bystanders. Hey, after this, you want to take a trip up to Indianapolis and grab a piece of that? Yeah. Grave. You want to get his bones? I mean, how much? Because like, I don't want to. Let's get I just it. I just caught all those people a piece of shit. So like, let's go get his bones. Oh my god, that's such a farther step than what I just said. That's so much worse. <laughs> that's so much worse. There's gonna be manual labor involved. We gotta dig this old guy up. I'll see if we dig from the side, we can dig less, and but get deeper. What are you saying right now? <laughs> or we could just dig one hole and put some TNT in it, light it, and then the hole. I feel like that probably It's raining men. It's raining <laughs> one man, and his name is John Dillager, and that's how you get gonorrhea. <laughs> from the dead corpse. Check this out. Look what I got for us. I'm sure the... Is that his penis? Oh. No. (laughs) I think... Well, that's not what I meant it for, but uh, if you want to... Are you... Why are you the way you are? Anyway... This has been another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. Thank you for joining us on this weird adventure about John Dillinger. I'm John Wolf, and if you like all of our content, whatever the hell this was, go visit us at greatmanmediaco.com or listen to anywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, we'll see you next time. Later. It didn't work. I know. I'm blue. I'm dee doo doo da 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 dee da da um da da dee doo doo ba. Hey hey. <laughs> no, because it was wrong. But thanks for your comment, Devin. And just like that, you can comment too by typing anywhere down below of any of our videos. Give us your feedback. Just like this episode of Wolf Takes Bite, it was amazing as always. But we can't do this without your support. So go to greenmanmediaco.com, buy some merch, and check us out. <laughs>